Hello, and welcome back to The Power of Now, A Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment with Gilda and Barbara. Today, we're doing a book study on A New Earth, Awakening to Your Life's Purpose, written by Eckhart Tolle, and we hope you have your copy so that you can follow along. Today, we are on Chapter 1, Section 6, The Flowering of Human Consciousness, The Urgency of Transformation. My name is Barbara Wainwright, and I'm here with Gilda Simonet. Welcome, Gilda. Thank you. Right. The urgency of transformation. When faced with a radical crisis, when the old way of being in the world, of interacting with each other and with the realm of nature doesn't work anymore, when survival is threatened by seemingly insurmountable problems, an individual life form or a species will either die or become extinct or rise above the limitations of its condition through an evolutionary leap. Certainly in the last, I'll say 50 years, it might be less, with the invention of the internet and then the invention of social media, certainly communication has changed. And he says, when faced with a radical crisis, when the old way of being in the world, and it is an old way, there's before the internet, before social media, and there's after social media. It's made a huge difference in the way that we communicate. So where he says here, we'll rise above the limitations of its condition through an evolutionary leap. I feel like as a species with our ability to communicate real time with anyone anywhere on the globe, we have definitely made an evolutionary leap. It is believed that the life forms on this planet first evolved in the sea when there were no animals yet to be found on land. The sea was already teeming with life. Then, at some point, one of the sea creatures must have started to venture onto dry land. It would perhaps crawl a few inches at first. Then, exhausted by the enormous gravitational pull of the planet, it would return to the water, where gravity is almost non-existent and where it could live with much greater ease. And then it tried again, and again, and again. And much later, would adapt to life on land. Grow feet instead of fins. Develop lungs instead of gills. It seems unlikely that a species would venture into such an alien environment and undergo an evolutionary transformation. Unless... It was compelled to do so by some crisis situation. There may have been a large sea area that got cut off from the main ocean, where the water gradually receded over thousands of years, forcing fish to leave their habitat and evolve. Responding to a radical crisis that threatens our very survival, this is humanity's challenge now. 
the dysfunction of the egoic human mind, recognized already more than 2,500 years ago by the ancient wisdom teachers and now magnified through science and technology, is for the first time threatening the survival of the planet. Until very recently, the transformation of human consciousness, also pointed to by the ancient teachers, was no more than a possibility realized by a few rare individuals here and there, irrespective of cultural or religious background. A widespread flowering of human consciousness did not happen because it was not yet imperative. And I believe in today's world, it's becoming more and more clear that we need to awaken the masses to the fact that we are all human beings on one small planet or plane of existence here. And we need to figure out how to get along and not be swayed by mass media that says we're different because 99.9% of our DNA is not different. We are all human beings after all. A significant portion of the Earth's population will soon recognize, if they haven't already done so, that humanity is now faced with a stark choice, evolve or die. A still relatively small but rapidly growing percentage of humanity is already experiencing within themselves the breakup of the old egoic mind patterns and the emergence of a new dimension of consciousness. What is arising now is not a new belief system, a new religion, spiritual ideology, or mythology. We are coming to the end, not only of mythologies, but also of ideologies and belief systems. The change goes deeper than the content of your mind, deeper than your thoughts. In fact, at the heart of the new consciousness lies the transcendence of thought, the newfound ability of rising above thought, of realizing a dimension within yourself that is infinitely more vast than thought. You then no longer derive your identity, your sense of who you are, from the incessant stream of thinking that in the old consciousness you take to be yourself. What a liberation to realize that the voice in my head is not who I am. Who am I then? The one who sees that. The awareness that is prior to thought. The space in which the thought or the emotion or sense perception happens. What I believe he's talking about here is the recognition from individuals that we have an inner world as well as an outer world. And our inner world is so vast to explore what's within seems like would take an infinity. And yet going within connects you to all that is to the infinite supply of love and compassion 
and oneness and wholeness and joy and it is so liberating to take a deep breath and go inside and tap into all that is. Be all that is that's there, that's infinite in its supply, that's infinite in its depth. And the joy that comes through when you tap into that space within it's so natural and fulfilling right so i love that because i feel like once you realize that there is a voice in your head which is really just i guess your thinking mind or your egoic mind once you surpass that you kind of start to feel and see and experience the joy in life and all the unconditional love that just like pours through. I think it's so beautiful. Ego is no more than this. Identification with form, which primarily means thought forms. If evil has any reality and it has a relative, not an absolute reality. This is also its definition. Complete identification with form. Physical forms, thought forms, emotional forms. This results in a total unawareness of my connectedness with the whole. My intrinsic oneness with every other, as well as with the source. This forgetfulness is original sin, suffering, delusion. When this delusion of utter separateness underlies and governs whatever I think, say, and do, what kind of world do I create? To find the answer to this, observe how humans relate to each other, read a history book, or watch the news on television tonight. I see myself living in a bubble, (laughs) and it's a bubble of joy, (laughs) and I make it that way because of my, through my choices, and you too can choose what you allow into your auric field. You can choose what you allow around you. You can choose the energy that you are around. And if you have to be in a situation that has some unpleasantness, you can surround yourself with white light and create a bubble around you so that that negative energy can't get to your soul. It can't get to your heart. You surround yourself with white light and see that everything that penetrates your white bubble gets transformed into beautiful, uplifting energy. And that's what will happen. Love that. Okay. Last paragraph. If the structures of the human mind remain unchanged, we will always end up recreating fundamentally the same world. 
the same evils, the same dysfunction. So that's why I say, tap out. (laughs) You don't don't need to stay in it. If it's an unhealthy situation, if it's a situation where you're feeling frustrated and anxiety, get out of it. Do something. Make a change. Don't stay stuck. Figure it out. Figure out how to get out of it. Go. Leave it. Move into an environment where you are surrounded by people that are uplifting, inspiring, cheering you on for what it is that you want to do or create in the world. Be surrounded by people that are also doing what it is that they love to do, that are living a life of joy and happiness, doing what they want to do, bringing joy to others in the world. That's why I feel so blessed to do what I do, which is I train and certify life coaches. I get to work with people that love to help people. It's beautiful being able to do that. And I give them tools so that they can turn around and help others live a joy-filled, purpose-filled life. I feel so blessed. If you're doing something, if you have a job that isn't fulfilling like that, think about it. What steps can you take to get out of that dead-end situation which is most likely causing you to feel discouraged disheartened and stuck what steps can you take to get out of it maybe it's something as simple as becoming a life coach so you can turn around and inspire others to live a life that they deserve meanwhile you're living a life that you deserve And that's just an example. There's lots of other opportunities out there to be of service, to spread joy wherever you are. Becoming a chaplain, becoming a minister is another way to turn around and give back to the world. Becoming very wealthy so that you can turn around and share your wealth with others and lift them up. Think of other ways that you could turn around And live a joy-filled life rather than living a life of frustration, angst, and anxiety because you know in your heart you're not where you're supposed to be. Get out of it. Figure out what steps you need to take and then just little by little start making steps in that direction. Take baby steps, whatever you need to do to change your situation so that you can live an inspired life. And then in turn, you'll inspire others to do the same. I feel like sometimes even just being, you know, sitting in stillness can bring that light. And then when you go out into the world, you're carrying that light with you because it's inside and it's just shining. You can do it that way as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes that is the best course of action. Yeah. Be still. Go inside. Take a deep breath. And wait for the answers to come. Because those answers, when you're checking in, into your higher guidance, your intuition, those answers are spot on. Those are inspired answers call it divine guidance. That's what's there to help you get on track with your highest, best 
purpose in life. Right. And that's why I feel like it's important to be aware of your ego and your thinking mind so that you're able to know like, okay, like I'm actually tapping in here. This isn't just some like egoic, like ideation, if you will. Right. I think one of the ways that you can tell the difference between the egoic mind and the divine spirit or your intuition is your divine guidance will never say you should go but that would never happen <laughs> oh gosh but your egos all day long oh you should do this or you should do that or you you could have done this or you could have done that right should have would have could have that's yeah. the ego of mind identifying the divine mind or the divine guidance how does it how does it come to you I pretty much, it depends, like, do I, if I want something or, like, if I need, like, an answer, mm-hmm. I, like, ask the universe, like, to show me, like, the answer to whatever the question is that I have, and then I just kind of let it go. Nice. And then it just kind of pops up. Yes, that's wonderful. Like, asking for a sign. If this is the, okay, I've done this before. If this is the direction that is right for me, the direction that I should go in, give me a sign. And then I get the sign and I go full bore ahead. What it <laughs> <Same>. is. Yes. <laughs> so that's, that's a great way to know. Ask for a sign and you will receive a sign and you can be specific on what the sign is. That's a great way to know if you're on the right path. Yeah, and have it be something that only, like, you know, I like to do that sometimes, because I remember one time I shared with somebody, like, one of my signs, if you will, and mm-hmm. they, like, would purposely, like, put them in front of me and would, like, <laughs> misguide me, oh, so yeah. sometimes it's kind of fun to just keep it to yourself, like, your signs, you know, like, just keep it between yourself and the universe or absolutely you know, God or whoever you're. Because if you start to run it by somebody else, their ego might get in the way. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Even if they have the best intentions, you know, and they think they know like what's best for you or whatever, like sometimes it's like best to just kind of do it your own way. Yeah, I think that's very true. It's something that you should it's between you and your higher power and not it's not really for anybody else. Yeah, I mean like after like it when it all like is said and done and it happens, for example, like yeah, it's fun to talk about, oh yeah, like this has happened to me before. Well, that's the end of this section. And again, I trust that you're getting value from these episodes and this information. And I hope that you are on a path where you are sensing and feeling your light and your connection to all that is. And this information should be confirmation for you that you're on the right path until next time. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye everyone.
If you've enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to go deeper into a spiritual conversation, you can join our Facebook group, The Power of Now, A Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment with Gilda and Barbara. Or you can contribute by going to wainwrightglobal.com forward slash go forward slash support. 